and you are live here, streaming live from uh, the Wirral and somewhere at an undisclosed bunker in the UK. Uh, we are bringing you comment. Uh, I'm Pete, and this is uh, an undisclosed person <laughs> uh, who we're going to comment on. The well, we're going to do it's, the name of the channel is Christian Comment on Everything, so that gives us a pretty wide. Um, what, what a, why a wide breadth of subject matter? Yeah. Anything, anything you'd like to say, Maggie, before we launch into it? See if I can hear you. No, I, I'm not an undisclosed person. <laughs> now you've now you've ruined it by telling people that I'm called Maggie. That's kind oh. of really. Um, oh, that was you were getting better to say that. Well, I could. Yes, that's now being disclosed. Yeah, um, it's kind of like uh, ruining the uh, novel by telling people what happened, who done it. So. Yeah, see the mug. Um, super dad, yes, mm. super dad, because yeah, I cooked sausage and beans earlier. Burnt sausages and beans for them, yes, the kid, yes, yeah. So, so that's what I was accused of, yeah. So, there's been lots going on. I recorded a radio show this morning, uh, goes out on flying radio on Monday nights. Um, it, the uh, the regular show goes out at 10 o'clock, so it hasn't happened yet. But the one I recorded earlier won't go out till next week. And we talked about, let me tell you what we talked about. We talked about um, fascinating archaeological finds in uh, in Israel. What did they find in Israel? Uh, they found some Israeli stuff. No, in the... Uh, <laughs> some Israeli near, near, near the uh Near the Sea of Galilee, they, they're doing, been doing a dig on this city above the Sea of Galilee. It's, I'm reliably told because the people in the studio had been to the area a couple yeah. of times, so they knew it, and they were saying, "Ah, yes, I know where that is. That's the area. It's approximately where the swine ran down the hill into the into the water." Oh, right, they, Jesus, they found pigs, not not fish. And, yes, and it was the they said another. Oh, it was the bit where um where Peter drew his fish up. Because when they went there, there was a restaurant there which sold Peter's fish. And I thought, they would have gone off, wouldn't they? They, they sold people what? They sold Peter's fish. Peter's fish. Oh, yeah. Well, Peter's fish would have gone off. I thought you were going to say they sold pig, you know, pork. No, uh, no, no. There was a, se a separate incident. They could, um, you don't, you don't uh, sell demon-possessed pork, uh, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It could it might be, be a take I don't know. Anyway, yes. Top. Uh, uh, just uh, if for those watching, those uh, those pesky uh, comments that we're going to be making are on various things. But I'll, I'll bring up the tags and uh, and talk about the things going on out in the news that have uh, attracted our attention and our ire, and we can be sarcastic about. That's basically the uh, the, <laughs> the format. And well, also, I mean, it's I also. Bit of a campaign I about Israeli archaeology. I, I just wonder whether there was anything else you discussed that I might actually know something. Oh, about. sorry. Yeah, I, I was. I started telling you about the radio show, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. On the radio show, I um, we also spoke about the. Uh, um, the there's a blog called Safidzo, which is Ian Paul, who's a theologian, and he had been commenting on various um, uh, other people's comments about same-sex marriage coming to the church. You know, there's a Labour MP, and I'm just, uh, his name escapes me at the moment. He put forward this proposal that the government 
made the Church of England change the way it does marriage in, to bring in same-sex marriage. The, the question is, is it possible? Can the can the can the uh, you know does the Parliament have that power? I don't know. I, I think not, but I'd be interested to test it. But the thing, the thing that I called the section of the show anti-disestablishmentarianism. Hmm. Well, shows a long word there then. Well, because now I would say, you see, the way to avoid it is not to be established. So you know, you're not Parliament's not above you anymore. So you're not and it's part of the establishment. But an anti-disestablishmentarianist is someone who's against disestablishment, whereas I don't care. So I think I'm um, anti-disestablishmentarianism. Anti I'm, I'm, I'm not anti and I'm not pro. So I thought maybe I was ambi, as in ambidextrous. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, but um, um, it's, it, that's been, it's quite that is a vaguely interesting subject. Not to um, oh okay yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> well, uh, say, the, know, the, the topic about the the archaeology was only interesting because Beryl and Norman, who yeah, yeah. at the studio, had been there. I understand that. But oh, the um yeah. the thing about the um same sex marriage in I mean, when I was a when I was a child, we used to sing in the choir for the wed weddings people had weddings in churches and you mm -hmm. get 50p for singing in the choir for somebody's wedding which was quite a good way if there were several weddings on the uh saturday to get a little bit of pocket money um yeah. but they when i when i first started we used to use the old prayer book so um and in the back of that it tells you who you can and can't marry so you know for example you yeah. As a man, you can't marry your mother or your sister. There used to be signs in the entrance to churches doing the same thing. And, um, well, it in, probably was from the same thing. Yeah, in, in um, the church in Edgware, where my title parish, as in the first parish where I served as a minister, there, there, it was still there. It was it, all right. But, I mean, yeah. on that list, which I think I think it pretty clearly says that you can't, a man can't marry a man. So, um, does it say that? I don't know. Um, it uh, says you can't marry your mother, but it, does it actually say you can't marry your father? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I, know. I, I don't remember it saying that. Um, you, oh, well, well you'd because have to, it was assumed, you see. You have to get um, 1662 prayer book. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. By the way, the Ian Paul vlog, Sefidzo, you know, spelt with a P uh, at the start, Sefidzo, in case people want to look, look him up. He does, uh, he goes in, in depth, but th this, um, I'm pretty sure he was, yeah, he, he was quoting someone else, someone had written a letter to him, but the letter was like a theological treatise, it was quite a long letter, on why homosexual marriage wasn't really marriage. And the way that he arrived at it, this particular guy, was to, um, uh, was to look at not just you know, cherry pick verses from the scripture, but to take all of what it said about humanity and sexuality, starting with the the creation narrative and focusing on that, which I think is a good way because when the Apostle Paul talks about it, he refers back to the, talks about marriage, he refers back to the Genesis, uh, to Genesis and the creation passage. So uh, he arrived at the same conclusion that, uh, you know, like a conservative evangelical would, uh, quoting from Leviticus. Uh, you know, it's the same thing, really. It, it's quite obvious scripture is against it. So 
can can the uh, can Parliament instruct the Church of England to disobey what it says in the Bible? Interesting. I'm just trying to find whether it's where it says it because. Oh, you're looking in the Bible. Yeah, no, in the uh, table of. Oh, I know. Sorry, you, you're talking about that list. Yeah. The list. Well, I've I've got copies of the prayer book, and it's not in. It's not okay, in a man. Okay, a man may not marry his mother, his daughter, his father's mother, his mother's mother, his daughter's daughter, his daughter's son's daughter, his daughter's daughter, his sister, his father's daughter, his mother's daughter, his wife's mother, wife's daughter, father's wife, son's wife, father's father's wife, etc. Et so yeah. it, it doesn't actually say. In no, that list. I think that's what I think I've looked at this before, but many years ago, yeah, and, and it doesn't mention it because uh, it's just assumed, you say, assumed, yeah, assumed it doesn't say that you can't marry your car either. And someone did that. There was a report of a woman Mar marrying, a dog. marrying a rag no, doll, a rag doll, yes, it doesn't say yeah, that you all... can't marry those, pe those people, so no, it doesn't say that because it's stupid. Um, well, I mean, that list is in there um, because marriage is supposed to be for um, children, you know, to produce children. That was that's kind of the assumed. Yeah. Thinking. Well, that's it. See, so you don't want to marry your uh, relative because that brings in genetic defects. So that's why that list is. That, really that's, there. Um, that is an explanation of, of why it's there. Uh, and certainly uh, producing children is the reason for marriage and families and um that means uh in theory of course because in practice people get married when they can't produce children and it was when they get too old they can't anyway yet they remain married so it, it's not just that uh but it has to be the potential for that so it can't be a man and a man or a woman and a woman yeah, but it, it doesn't say it in the prayer book, though. So no, it doesn't say in the prayer book, but but I'm saying uh, yeah, drawing from scripture. But there was there were so many things. I mean, it doesn't tell you that you shouldn't undergo transgender operations. It doesn't specifically say that because no one was idiotic enough to do it. What happens if your sister? Yeah. <laughs> becomes your brother oh, no. so your brother so yeah like if you're a man and your brother becomes a woman could you then marry him her what interesting and, and all, uh, the, the other thing is if uh say you get married and you're a man and a woman and then the uh one of them changes sex so are you then in a homosexual relationship too complicated yeah it's getting too complicated isn't have it to move on move on to another subject <laughs> yeah I, I we talked about quite a, a few things on the show shows on at 10 o'clock monday nights beryl and pete that's called uh, you don't get to see our beautiful faces it's a radio show uh, but apart from that it's <clears throat> just as good as here i'm sure well here we are here we're we're going to share the screen sorry did you say beautiful faces? Ah, uh, beautiful faces. Yeah, we've got the perfect faces for radio. So we uh, we're going to look at some articles now. I'm going to try and put them up on the screen so we can all see them uh, together. Um, where is it? There we are. There we are. So uh, uh -huh. I recognise that man. Yes. Now that is um, our hero, Rishi Sunak, and I just. It, it, it's just worth pausing. He's the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, Prime Minister of Britain. It's just it's just that the name sounds strange, doesn't it? As Prime Minister of Britain, Rishi Sunak doesn't sound a very British name. No, but um, 
Well, his, maybe it does these days. Maybe it does. Yeah, yeah family presumably been there for. He's not. He's not first generation, is he? He's, his father. Oh no, no, he he is British. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying he wasn't. But it's just. Yeah. It, it's just interesting that how times have changed. Yeah, I don't know what percentage uh, of the population. Is he the first non-Caucasian prime minister? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, but there, there has been a a non-British prime minister. Who was that? I believe. Uh, well, I can't remember where he was from. Is that, uh, Canada or Australia? I can't remember which one. Because you, but in the time of the empire, you could be prime minister if you were anywhere in the empire. And I think it's still possible within the Commonwealth. I think so. Well, uh, but, yeah. but Sunak's parents are from India, aren't they? Yep, that's in the Commonwealth, isn't it? So, yeah, so there you go. Uh, perhaps there's a reason. No, perhaps there should should have been a, another sort of uh, prime minister for Indian descent. Well, uh, I I think that it's uh, it certainly used to be possible because there has been one in the past. But I don't know. I don't know if it's it's still possible. I, I think so. Uh, be interesting to try, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't um, I don't have any uh, strong feelings on whether. He uh, appears to, you know, he's got a British sounding name or, or not. That's not of importance to me. But it does seem a bit, what seems wrong to me about him being prime minister is that they, they had, had some sort of election about who should be the prime minister and they voted for Liz Truss. And then as soon as she got in power, they basically kicked her out and voted him hmm. in instead. Yeah. It's like, well, he lost. He was the loser. So at what, what, on what um, basis is are they voting him in? It seemed to... Yeah. Does seem to be kind of a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. Let me just call. Ah, right. Here we are. I, I was just calling up on screen. I was just struggling with the technology there, trying to call up on screen the. There we are. I've got it now. Uh, the window within which I've got this article. Sunak tries to pacify Brexiters, but keeps door open to closer EU ties. I prefer when they say Brexiteers. It hurts. Well, I say that sounded wrong. It's a bit more swashbuckling, Brexiteers. isn't it? Brexiteers. Does have another E in it? Brexiteers. I would, I would put, I, I would put that. Yes, because I, I, I voted for Brexit. We voted for Brexit, so um, I think I'd like to be thought of as a Brexiteer. But the, the way it's been put is this. I don't think it mentions it in this article. We just, I, I, it's been put as he's trying to uh, reinvigorate. Theresa May's deal. Do you remember the much vilified deal that mm. uh, that Boris Johnson railed against and then took over as Prime Minister? Rishi Sunak has kept open the door to closer ties with the European Union, but tries to pacify angry Brexiters, Brexiteers in his own party by laying down a red line that the UK must remain free to set its own standards and regulations. Now, there's a, this is interesting, this, because there's some key things that were part of what we assumed in the referendum. And one is that we would leave the European Court of Human Rights jurisdiction. Mm. He's not talking about that. I mean, why are we still under it? Why haven't we just hopped out of that? It's strange, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to me that they've actually kind of done... They've only, the only things about the Brexit that are in place are the bad things, the things that make it difficult, and they haven't made use of all the good opportunities that exist. I know that things take a while to you know, go through the process. There are consultations on stuff and you know, changing rules and the way that things are done, but all the same, it does seem to be 
very slow about changing things that could benefit us. Um, mm -hmm. And we're left in this situation where we've kind of all got all the bad things remaining and um, and also, also all the new bad things that are related to Brexit with none of the good things. And so I, I can see people's frustration about, you know, well, it was a, no, say, oh, it's a bad idea and mm -hmm. you regret it. But I don't, I don't really re regret um, Brexit, but I um, just think it's frustrating that they haven't actually done it. One of the key things with globalism is this fascination with the need for open borders to be able to bring in workers. There seems to be a, a, there seems to be endless their uh, the ability to denigrate their, their view of the British worker. They need to bring in people from abroad. British people just couldn't possibly do it and turn around the economy. <clears throat> you notice in here. He says, if I can point to it, uh, we're somewhere down here on the screen. He says, uh, he, yeah, oh yes, it's right in the middle there. Sunat did not leave, still did still leave open the possibility of trying to reduce trade barriers. And where was it? Um, uh, about the costly bureaucracy and the shortage of workers after the end of freedom of movement. Shortage. Uh, what is he talking about? Shortage of workers. There's plenty of people who don't have jobs in the UK. There isn't yeah. a shortage of workers. I, I just, that is not true. But there's not a shortage of workers, but there's really a shortage of um, incentive to get people back into work. There's lots Ooh. and lots of people who are unemployed. Yeah, um, yeah no. A, there is a shortage of skilled workers, but partly yeah, that yeah. is because there aren't, there aren't the opportunities for people, I think. Yeah, but the thing is that doesn't require freedom of movement. You see, that's that's that's, that's, that's the slippery... freedom of movement. I, I, I mean... I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not against people coming in who have got skills to do certain jobs. I yeah, mean, I have. What, what he's talking about is European people being able to come in. Sorry, what we, he's talking about people being able to come in without a skill, without a specific skill. But I think so, I think you should have a. Make, you know, if you're going to come, you, you need to have a, a job to come to. I don't think you want to come and then use the system and then find a job. Yeah. Um, you know, just now, one, um, one of the other things we talked about in the radio show or flame radio earlier was whether, well, we didn't, uh, I was going to say we discussed whether or not uh, this Rishi Sunak chap was acting as a uh, conservative, whether the government was putting a conservative policies, conservative government. Oh, sorry, i changed to the next one already. Next topic already. Um, in fact, we didn't discuss it. We just both immediately thought, Beryl and I thought this isn't conservative at all. There, if anything, to the left of the Labour Party in their policies. Um, it, it's just weird. It's globalist. It's big spending, big government. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't think, I, I mean, it's diff it's very difficult because you don't know how, how things are really controlled. You know, obviously, with uh, Liz Truss's policies, the, all the bond markets reacted very badly. And, I don't, and it kind of goes into a spiral, yeah. downward the spiral yeah. that happens. Uh, and there's it was kind of loss of confidence, lack of confidence. But there didn't need to be a lack of confidence. The confidence comes from people who um, could have supported that standing mm, behind yeah. it and saying, "Yeah, that was that's a good yeah. idea. Let's reduce well, taxes. Let's um, move this country forward. Yeah. Let's make opportunities." But instead, they've raised taxes, and that that's always a bad move, in my opinion. But Yes, yeah. What, but, what they raised them for? They were happy to spend all that money. I mean, Lucy yeah. Sunak was Chancellor all the way through the um, pandemic. Uh, he gave away like loads and loads of money for um, you know, people in uh, lockdown. Well, which was 
completely yes. a waste of money, really. And now it's like they're trying to capture them, get the money back um, that they lost during that period. That's not going to stimulate the economy and help it to grow, is it? It's just no. everybody no. knows well, that. I've only studied basic economics, and I know that. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It's just, it is just a weird idea that people in government appear to believe against the evidence that if they spend money, it's going to um, it's going to lift the economy. But and why do isn't. they need to spend money? I mean, they're, 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 yeah, exactly. there are plenty of entrepreneurs out there who um, can stimulate the economy by getting good businesses. There's enough, like at the moment, there's like the farmers and pubs and things like that. They're all going out of business because costs are too high. But yes. they, that, that doesn't need um, governments to like um, make make their own jobs, as it were. They they just need to support those those industries, and that can be by like for example the um, what do you call that the tax the corporation tax corporation tax. It's ridiculous. If if we make a profit on a business, then yeah. that that we have to pay twenty percent of that to the government or nineteen percent. I think it is. It's mm. just a ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Large amount. So there's like you almost like don't want you don't want to make a profit because you're going to have to give you know twenty pounds in 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 hundred to, yes. to the government. It's, it's a huge amount of money. Yeah. And there's a there's this analysis of taking in taxes in the real world, uh, known as the Laffer curve, which is the surname of the chap who's a, in a, he was originally an advisor to Reagan. I think that's when he when he did it. He did this analysis, uh, which shows that if you increase tax a little bit, if you've got a low amount of tax, you, then you increase the amount of money you have in the, the government to spend. But would you go above a certain level, like we already have, where, you know, amongst the highest taxing country in the world, uh, I, I think we're the highest in, in Europe, but certainly very high taxation. If we, uh, and, and what happens with the Laffer curve is you plot, uh, taxation level uh, against money received and you find that the actual money coming into the treasury reduces if you increase once you've already got high taxation so i don't think he's going to see this uh no added it just, tax it just um, hit like the small businesses you know because yeah. you might you well the thing is you end up with a situation where you have the end of the year and if you're if you've got a surplus at the end of the year you might have plans for investing that in the next year, like employing somebody, for example. Yes. And then suddenly that money has to be paid in corporation tax and you don't have it available to pay um, that, that person. Yeah. So you can't employ another person and so you can't expand your business, you can't, you can't grow. It's, it's a really strange so, system. So what... And the bigger companies they probably understand ways to get around that. I mean, there probably are ways to overcome that. Yeah, but for so, a small so... business, maybe just employing a handful of people, it's really, really difficult. Yeah. So what, what he's doing is he's doing that. And of course, there is also quantitative easing going on, uh, you know, which we uh, printing money, uh, there's uh, loans. And what all this is done is, is you're increasing inflation by doing that, which means that uh, prices go up. Yeah. And also you're increasing taxation. So you're uh, dampening down growth in the economy. So you're doing both. Uh, we will have stagflation, you know, they call st when there's inflation, but it's the economy is stagnant or reducing in size. So this is going to going to be very, very bad for uh, you know for everyone, but particularly uh, you know for the poor. Those people who are like right on the edge that they've just got just about enough money right now yeah. 
And oh, that, I'll do it now. The music. Yeah. It's like, what's yeah. that thing where you say, uh, you know, um, you've got like an extra pound. They've got a pound over at the end of each month. You're happy. It's Macorba, I believe. Yeah. Sure, um, I'm going to look that up. Macorba from, um, well, it's Dickens, isn't it? But I can't remember. It's a shilling or a sixpence or something like that. But it's just, it's when you're on that edge. And that's this, what they're doing is enough to put you over the edge. For those who are already poor, it probably doesn't make as much a difference, funnily enough. Uh, for those who are rich, it doesn't make a difference because they can cope. But for those who are just caught on that edge, it pushes them from being in a situation where yeah. they can about manage to a situation where they really can't manage. And, that, and yeah. that's just, um, it's, it's just bad. It's bad for everybody. Uh, yes. Okay. I'll just put it on the, I'm just going to put it on the screen. Here it is. And this is Micawber speaking yeah. uh, in David Copperfield. Is the book annual income twenty pounds? Annual expenditure nineteen nineteen and six. Result happiness. Annual income twenty pounds. Annual expenditure expenditure twenty poor pounds. Alton six. Result misery. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the quote. It's so true. It's so true. And I just think that yeah, somebody like Rishi Sunak. How how can he well, it, possibly understand? He didn't suffer like that. Yeah. How can he possibly understand? Mm. I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. He's not. He's not, it's not. He just hasn't been in any situation where he's ever been like rubbing shoulders with people in poverty or in poverty himself. He has no idea. Well, with these policies, with his policies, he personally is is pushing thousands of those, probably millions of people, into poverty. Yeah. Uh, because he was the one who put people on furlough, uh, which was a policy that didn't work. It did nothing to help stop the spread of the disease. But even if it had helped, that wouldn't have mattered because the disease wasn't killing people who were healthy. Uh, and the people who were not healthy and caught it would have caught it in the end anyway. All he did it was delay them getting it uh, by might have not so, even done, done that to be it fair. It may not even be that, yeah. So he did it did nothing. It was it was just to spend whole lot all our money. Yeah, it was was completely absolutely so, pointless. Yeah, so that it, it ties into the point we were making on the on the radio show, on the Beryl and Pete show. We were saying uh well the government should really stay out of these things. So in healthcare, yeah. just think of the disaster because the government stepped in and said, We're gonna keep you safe. You didn't keep us safe and you spent all our money. And yeah, took out it was, loans, it was, so we owe you money in the future. Yeah, the thing that was uh, frustrating is it, it, very early on, it was very clear in the pandemic that that um, lifestyle had a massive impact on whether you were likely to get the disease or really whether you were going to suffer badly and maybe even um, die from the disease. Um, but and, and they recognised that early on, um, that healthy lifestyle would be better. They could have yeah. really, what they should have done is invest at that time in really a massive healthy living campaign. You know, cut down on your carbohydrates, uh, cut down on your sugar, uh, do more exercise, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. really made a big thing to encourage that. Um, but they didn't. They said you can't only go out for an hour a day. You can't yeah. really go more oh. than five miles out of your, um, yes. your home. You know, these things, they, they just did ev everything that possibly could be done was wrong. You know, they, they did wrong. It reminds me, I read um, uh, Andrew Marr's history of Britain from the war up until, I can't remember, it was 
mid 80s or something. Oh, yes, yes. Thousand, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, look at the history of Britain. It's, it's the same as like every single time they had an opportunity to make, they make the wrong decision. They yeah. made the wrong decision. And looking yes. back in history, like, they made it just it was so, so frustrating reading the book because it was like every decision was wrong. And, and this yeah. was exactly the same, you know, it's just like really. Well, let, shall we stay with this topic then? I've got, uh, I've opened some tabs on uh, something to do with COVID, on vaccination, because the next big mistake was vaccination, wasn't it? Well, I, I think so. It's a bit contentious, but um, I don't think that... Uh, well, this... it's contentious out in the media. Uh, let me just do it before we... Before we actually, let me just open a new tab. Right, okay. And share, where is... Uh, where, um, I'm handling this. We don't have a, a techie guy. We don't have our techie. Our so lazy, good-for-nothing techie. Is... So I'm going to um, just... Uh, call up there we are get the rights pictures now that is that's google that's google so i'm just gonna let's just test google now of course it depends because i'm signed in it does depend what i've been searching for but i have been searching for the thing that i want to find i've been searching for vaccine injuries deaths due to covid19 vaccine let's okay, see I'm what gonna, it comes I'm gonna, up I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up too um i just I'm looked it up. i could have signed out but I think it's more like you can see I signed up, I looked up for, I looked up David Copperfield, Mr. McCorber quotes earlier and presented it in the, in the banner. Let me just see. And earlier, I, you can see on here, I looked well, up my, vaccine mine, mine comes up with um, Mine comes up with the government damage payment overview and the Best yellow card scheme. Vaccine UK. That's due to Vaccine UK, Heather. Um, yeah, I've got... Summary of yellow card reporting, yeah. Yeah, summary of yellow card okay. reporting. So that's no. what you get when you look at it. You get this, right? So even you know, Google has been censoring criticism of the vaccine, but it's got at least come up with something here, um, and you got it as well. Yeah, actually, it's, it's, it's interesting. It says here, the Office for National Statistics, I mean, this is just, I haven't looked, clicked on the link, but there were 45 uh, registered deaths involving adverse effects from the COVID-19 vaccine. But actually, above that, you've got the yellow card reporting scheme, where there's 2,330 deaths reported on the yellow card reporting yes. scheme. So well, that's because there's two lots of figures. They, they change the, the way that they do it. Now, if you catch COVID-19, you have a positive test reinforcing that if you die within 28 days of that it's counted as a covid19 death if you die within just a few days of taking the vaccine it isn't because if you die too soon of the vaccine they think oh it hasn't had an effect yet and it can't be that right uh, they offer, uh, believe that's, that's correct so that's uh, contrary to the, all the rules regarding adverse events if that's one of the criteria you use yeah. is to say yeah. Is it is it um, concurrent with the uh, yeah. administration of the drug? Yeah. You say yeah. Yes. I just wanted to correct, just correct what I said. What, what what I mean is, if you die of something that appears to be COVID nineteen shortly afterwards, it's ascribed to the COVID nineteen, not the vaccine. Oh, I see. So, like, if you yeah, if you if you get pick up COVID within like fourteen days, then it's not you're basically unvaccinated. It couldn't possibly be the vaccine. Yes, but no. but I you haven't necessarily picked up COVID. Because you're being injected with the dangerous part so of COVID. Uh, well, you have injected test. with something that produces the dangerous part. Mm -hmm. So it could be directly due to the vaccine. In fact, there's no reason to assume otherwise, is there? Mm -hmm. 
And if you get serious. So the, the, go, back to, go back to the one before. Uh, this one. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, this the one, one that says 310, the one before oh, this that. One, right, yeah. Okay, yeah, this... so what does that say? That says UK government confirmed one in 310 boosted individuals died within 48, uh, 48 days. Oh, those were 48 hours. 48 days of vaccination. Is that because they're elderly or what? Well, I don't know. Let's, uh, I'm just going to paste in here that link because it, it wasn't a clickable link. Uh, that's a uh, vaccine deaths article. That's what it's referring to. The data set is entitled Characteristics Associated with the Risk, uh, just here, this is what I'm reading, Characteristics Associated with the Risk of Death Involving Coronavirus COVID-19 Among People Receiving a Booster Vaccination. In Table 1, the data shows 62,801 individuals who received a booster by December the 31st, 2021, actually died. The average time between receiving a booster, pardon? 2021, data's from 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said the other day. Yeah. Uh, the average time between receiving a booster jab and losing one's life is approximately seven weeks or 48 days. So most of those people, if they were having their booster in 2021, yeah, um, they were, they, they, well, I mean, they didn't have to be elderly. They could have been elderly, more likely to be elderly, though. Because people have started having the vaccination, the elderly started having the vaccination in December 2020 and, and January 2020. And then they would yeah. have had the second dose around about April or something like that. And then the booster yeah. they would have been having in, say, October or November. So that, that's, yes. they, they tend to be, they would have tended to be el more elderly people. It still seems quite high yeah. death rate. Yeah. Yes. It, um, what you'd have to do is, of course, compare it with a certain same number of people who um who didn't take the vaccine you need a comparison don't you need you? a comparison you do need a comparison it's not it's not it's kind of a but bit that weird. would be what we know what uh, what's something called a signal wouldn't it that would be something to watch out look it looks like these vaccines are dangerous yeah i mean yeah. i mean there's lots of there's lots of kind of strange things about the the vaccine um i mean the well i think the thing that the most recently is come up is the fact that it didn't prevent transmission and nor was it ever expected to according to the company um no, and no that's, that's right yes that's yeah. really shocking i mean it's not shocking to you or me because we followed that information. we were aware of it already but, but it's been but it was that people were saying all the way along you must have the vaccine because that will stop you transmitting it and passing it on to other mm. people yeah in fact, we found quite early on in that in those statistics, the ONS statistics got to a point where the risk of getting or testing positive for COVID in the vaccinated was four times more than it was in the unvaccinated. So, you know, the the chance of people who were vaccinated passing on, you know, it was like you were increasing the chances of passing on, really. I mean, some of the you could the figures are very difficult to interpret because there's lots of things that are unknown. The government had no idea how many people were unvaccinated. They know how many people are vaccinated because they've got the number of doses, but they never knew how many people were unvaccinated. So the figures on the unvaccinated were uh, tend to be um, underestimated. They said like they thought maybe eight or ten percent of the population were unvaccinated, when probably it's nearer to twenty five percent. So that made the skewed the figures but uh, in favour of the vaccine, basically. But even with that, you still had this thing where you had four times the risk of infection in being vaccinated. Um, mm. So you weren't stopping the 
transmission and that 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 i think that's you know it's a that's a big factor because people did it got vaccinated because they thought that that was the right thing to do and you know yeah. you've got to respect that 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 you know people did it for altruistic reasons not because they thought that they were they thought them. that they were helping they thought saving they were helping people other people from catching and, and, prevent, and catching preventing the, the spread but I mean, yeah. you and I, we looked at the data and we analysed that data and we thought, actually, that isn't, <laughs> that isn't, um, you know, that, that, that's not really what's happening. It's not what the data is no, showing. No, no. In fact, the, the big mistake is calling the vaccines. The naming is, can be quite important. Yeah. My understanding is that they're not, they're not. actually um, even marketed or is it, they haven't even got marketing authorization, but... The, the class they're in, I understand that they are gene therapy, not vaccines. So yeah, that's right. But I, I understand they get the benefits of being a vaccine as well. I think that that's, that's right. What I, I, that's what I understood because, too. That they, yeah. they they were given the sort of um, freedom from liability to yeah, be vaccine yeah. injuries. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, it's a very strange um, situation that, that that they're in. But um, as far as I understand, they're gene therapy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're gene therapy, also because they don't directly produce the immune um, the molecule that produces yeah. the immune response. They, they, I mean, you don't inject the spike protein from the virus, for example. You get the cell to produce it, cells yeah. in the person's body to produce it. So it's already one step removed. But yeah. uh, what we're saying is, even that isn't the case because what it what it's trying to do is is reduce the symptoms of the disease by stimulating the immune response. And uh, now I've just tried Malone, Robert Malone, who is, uh, was a researcher who helped develop the, the technology that's used in these vaccines. Well, particularly the MRNA type of vaccine that, that does this. Uh, he was saying when he looked at it, <clears throat> that he expected to see that they manipulated the, spike protein because that's the poisonous bit of COVID-19 uh, and what they'd done is they had slightly manipulated it such that it would um, stick it would stick to the cell so it wouldn't move around mm -hmm. but they had but when you tested the things that it sticks with broke off right so oh, okay. it didn't work right so um, it then passes around the entire body now when you catch COVID-19 it Normally, it will get stuck in the nose and the throat, won't it? It uh, maybe yeah, it'll go down the lungs, to the lungs. Yeah, yeah, and then like, but what you won't get is um, systemic, it, you know, automatically round, yeah. yeah, systemic, yeah. Whereas you're injecting the vaccine into the bloodstream. <laughs> so yeah, you're, they, they you're, developed um, they developed that flu. It's worse than catching were, COVID. They, were, they developed a flu vaccine for kids that was like a nasal mm. spray, didn't they? I don't know whether yes. they were, ever gave it to the adults as well, but they had like a nasal spray thing for, for kids. I remember our, our son had that. But, um, it, but it was, it's interesting in terms of therapy. So there are ways to develop like a Administration route is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, no. I, and maybe that would, would have been better. Uh, if they could have developed that. But uh, I noticed that Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough, who uh, has one of the, the protocols that's been uh, helping people who've got, who do have serious COVID-19. Um, and he developed this way of stopping you catching it, which involved... Oh, it peroxide. involved washing your right? nose with um, povidine, povidine 
iodine, isn't it? Oh, yes, iodine. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And he said, it's a better mean spray. But if you do this, you won't catch a cold either. <laughs> yeah, my, I feel it's as if my, the common cold. <laughs> my nose feels as if it's permanently blocked. So I think I'm being prevented from having getting anything because my nose is like permanently <laughs> blocked. Can't breathe, can't breathe it in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we've had an interesting chat. I, I think we normally will go quite a bit longer and we, we'll try and take questions from people as well. But I think we'll, we'll leave. I was just going to see uh, how we finish. What do you think? Do you think we've covered that topic enough now that we just. <laughs> we've covered I that. I suppose topic. you could go on for hours, couldn't you? You could never, never uh, ending. Can you show that picture of um, the women, the people in the waiting room? In their uh, mask? Yep. Oh, yes. Uh, I had, I did have an image. You're right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, there, let me. Just, I pulled it up, and I'll just share the screen with you. Yeah. Uh, there. Yeah, I thought it looked like, um, uh, like a snook, snooker. You know, when they have the triangle of um, balls for. Snooker. No, it's a, yeah, like they've been snookered. Yeah. Oh, I saw they've been snookered. Are they about to be snookered? Uh, yeah. Uh, now that was. Where is that? That looks like somewhere abroad. That doesn't look like here. Uh, it's it's it, well, it's reported in the Philippine Daily Inquirer. So. Philippines, yes. Yeah. Philippines. yeah, a senior citizen lines up for her second COVID nineteen vaccine booster shot, um, and it's, it's talking about that this results Adults. in vaccine related injuries. Yes, yeah. sudden or unexpected adult deaths. Mm. Uh, we, uh, what, what is that? Sudden or unexpected? What is that? Sunad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the acronym for it. I thought it was sudden adult death, so it was sad. I thought that's what they were. No, that's, um, that's seasonal acquired um, dis disorder or depression. Disorder, yeah. Well, they're both sad, I think. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to, we'll, uh, we'll leave. <laughs> We'll leave it now. Uh, we'll leave the live stream now. And I'm going to leave people with uh, this verse as we leave. Here we are. I've got, I'm going to change what I'm uh, I'm going to change what I'm sharing. I'm going to see if I can share with you a Bible verse. Share screen. Share. Let me see if I've got it. There we are. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Uh, don't trust the vaccines. Trust God instead. How about that? A thought to finish on. Uh, yes. Well, definitely trust God. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, uh, we've had some, uh, if you look up here, uh, can you see the comments just before we go? Look, we've had some interesting an interesting commenter who has decided to comment on our show. Oh, right. Yeah. Seen it? yeah well, yeah. thanks for that. Show. Yeah. Yeah. You've decided to do that. We are a married couple and you thought that was a great idea. Well done with your marketing. You've done really well. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. Anyway, instead of doing that, let's, uh, <laughs> let's taste and see that the Lord is good. I think I've got, got a good way to go out with some um, uh, music and outro little music so uh, any final thoughts stay away from the vaccines is that what you would say i i don't know i was just a bit shocked to see a big sign saying um you can have your flu and covid vaccine in the hospital but, uh, oh right yes oh yes flu and covid covid vaccine yeah, together i wouldn't yeah. want i've not never i don't think i've had the flu vaccine for 
absolutely years and years and years. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's just see. Let's see if this is an outro video. It's meant to be. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.